Welcome to the Rainbow Room. Our podcast about writing, representation, and gay stuff. This is Season 3, Episode 27, The Queer Ultimatum. Hey everyone, I'm Andrew. My name is Eric. And today we have two special guests. We are here with EJ and Rue. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Uh, EJ and Rue are both comedians. Uh, I first saw them doing a comedy show, and then when I performed for Truly in LA, I actually was on a lineup with EJ, and so that's how I'm acquainted with them. And Rue was there too, and we got to like chat after the show and have a great time and and drink Trulys. <laughs> it was a truly great time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the comedy's coming in strong already. <laughs> Uh, and then today we are going to discuss the ultimatum specifically uh, season two, the queer ultimatum. And we're excited to talk about that. Mm-hmm. But before we get into all that, uh, we have a question we like to ask all our guests. And that is, what's the queerest thing you did this week? And if y'all need time to think, Eric and I can go first. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you guys go first. Okay. <laughs> I'll go first. Um, I have a little crush uh there's this guy who i've been hanging out with a lot and um right now we're just friends but i think i've made it clear that like i would like to involve that into something more he doesn't want that right now but we're kind of just hanging out i'll see where it goes i'm enjoying it for what it is and not worrying about labels we haven't done anything like physical yet like we haven't kissed but we are getting more intimate in our talks and stuff and i'm just like i know what i want i'm like head over heels like thinking about him all the time uh, <laughs> uh, on the bonus side, uh, because I am still single, I don't have to rewrite my jokes about being single. So that's the only <laughs> silver lining. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I'm enjoying it for what it is, and it's and it's fun and it's cute. Oh, so that's, that's gonna be fun. mine. That's exciting. Yeah. How about you, Eric? Um, mine always really toe in the line with whether or not this is queer. But I like meal preps, like a massive, massive curry. And I, like, didn't want to eat it for five days. So I was, like, texting friends, being like, I made curry. You want curry? I'm on my way. And I'm, like, <laughs> going to, like, my coworkers. I was Tupperware. I'm like, here's curry. Take it. And I was just, like, mothering around town for a second, trying to get rid of this curry. Awesome. Um, and it felt so holistic and, like, queer self-care to, like, yeah. be in my home. I was listening to, like, soft meditative music while, like, ma- massaging a kale salad. Like, yeah. <laughs> I felt very, like... I was like, my queer elders would be proud right now. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. I feel like every time I've um, meal prepped or like made a bunch of something, it uh, it's immediately becomes disgusting and inedible to me. Like I, I cannot eat it right now. Yeah. We have a bunch of frozen blocks of curry from months ago yeah. in our freezer. And it just, it's so, ugh, I'm, it's, I can't do meal prep. It's hard. It, yeah. And so like the, I like, I'm sure if you like heat it up and cooked it, like maybe you could get to being good, but the idea of it where it's like, this has been frozen for months. I want to yeah. die rather than yeah. do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I would say the queerest thing that I did this week was, and apologies if I'm stealing yours. I bet you are, because I think I know what you're going to say. Well, well, I have one and two. Maybe I should say the well, the one you don't think is going to be the one I want. Okay, well, Y'all are so cute. Y'all are adorable. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, no, you think it. You think it. Um, I, well, okay. It's part of a large, whatever. I'm just going to say it. So I drove, um, a really nice Jeep Wrangler with the top off Mm -hmm. and that felt extreme. That felt, that felt gender affirming. Mm -hmm. That felt queer. 
that felt gorgeous, you know, <laughs> felt sexy. Yeah. So it That's was a amazing. part of a story, which I feel like Rue is probably going to get into. Well, but I'm like, actually, that isn't even what I was going to say. Well, I know that's not what you were going to say. That's why I said it. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. Well, originally what I was going to say is we went to this like pride party in LA that was like at a pool oh. and it felt like we were in the L word. See, it didn't even occur to me. I've got so many other queer things. Yeah, that didn't even <laughs> but, I, but the other thing we did was we flew up to Portland and then drove to Washington to go see to go to a brandy carlisle concert and wait y'all were in washington i live in washington what the heck yeah <laughs> but like literally for like two hours we were in the gorge the like close to spokane oh sick i love the gorge okay it was beautiful it was beautiful, it was beautiful. beautiful. but yeah ej's mom we drew, we went with ej's mom and she wanted to rent just like a regular suv yeah. but when we got to the car place they're like this is all we have and it's like a massive jeep wrangler a brand new jeep Wrangler hybrid. It's, which, a, it's a hybrid model, but it was getting 21 miles to the gallon. So how the fuck does that work? It's not insane. Y'all are <laughs> so much more masculine than I am. <laughs> <laughs> Me being like, is that good or bad? <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> I, I think I need to do something gender affirming now. Like I'm like, all right, I need to feel like a <laughs> man. Like... <laughs> <laughs> wait that like sounds so dope though yeah, yeah. The Jeep, no top no top, no no top. it was and the, do- the doors could come off we kept the doors on for chorus <laughs> yeah just got how did it feel how did it feel being behind the wheel <laughs> powerful it's a powerful vehicle you're high up people are looking at you like it's, it's <laughs> sexy it's a sexy car yeah people were jealous we could see it in their eyes on the street mm-hmm. <laughs> like, first time i've ever been looked at ever is yeah. The Wrangler. <laughs> yeah yeah it was pretty cool uh thank you that is an incredible answer i love that so much <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's talk about this show. How uh, I, okay? From an outside perspective, it seems like the show is really popping off, like mm-hmm. especially within um, like maybe the the more female and lesbian queer community. I feel like there's a word for that that I don't know, um, but that's like not necessarily gender related. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dykes. Dykes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> No censor, no censor. (laughs) (laughs) I was not expecting that. That's so funny. Oh my god. (laughs) Okay, so um yeah what what would y'all say has been the reception and how did you um each individually like hear about this show at first okay so i was actually talking about this with my friend also named andrew and i was like this the most popular because i was i I made my instagram story like who else is watching this everyone's responding and and i was like asking him i was like do you think that this is the most popular show to have ever existed or do you think we just only know gay people and he said it (laughs) (laughs) and so yeah i feel so to me it feels like everyone like i was in spin class i was like getting i was getting like my pedals out before the class actually started and the woman next to me was like we ended up talking about the ultimatum and then after class we talked about for 15 more minutes yeah and um, <laughs> so i i, I you think, think she was gay i don't know if she was gay because she told me that no one else she knows is watching it see this is what i've been wondering so that, yeah. that makes me feel like she's not gay yeah or maybe she's gay without out a lot of gay friends yeah 
But mm. me and all my friends are watching it. Every yeah. all of my gay coworkers, I've been telling them to watch it, and they've started watching it. Yeah. But I'm like, I want to ask. I feel like the real. I want to ask my older sister. She's a non-practicing bisexual, but. <laughs> She and this is right up her alley, so I yeah. think that that will help me figure out its reach. That so she's kind of on the cusp. She's I on feel the like, cusp. Yeah, there's like a certain like millennial straight-ish woman who's yeah. like maybe watching it. Yeah, but she wouldn't. She's... Yeah, but she wouldn't like not watch it because she's like ew gay, you know. <laughs> she wouldn't not watch it. She's not homophobic, so. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All she's right. cusp. She's cusp. Yeah, she's cusp. She's cusp. <laughs> Wait, so how did y'all first hear about it? Um, I feel like I was getting targeted like TikToks and shit for it like months and months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the, the algorithm <laughs> they had your was number. Like, they were like, "All right." Yeah. The algorithm was like, "It seems like you might like this." I mean, I, I, we tried, wa- or I tried watching the yeah, first season of the Ultimate. We tried it. Couldn't get through it. I thought it was so insufferable. Um, and so I was kind of like, oof, I don't know. But then I'm looking at this, the promos for the show and I'm seeing like mask lesbians and like non-binary people. And I'm like, mm, yeah, I should tune into this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, definitely. Cause you don't see people like that on TV very mm-hmm. often. Um, so I think that was the big appeal for me was I was like, they're showing butches kissing on TV. What? Well, not, each- <laughs> not each other, unfortunately, but you know, there was a maybe. Yeah, there was. <laughs> <laughs> there was a maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, oh, and how about you, Ru? Well, I was going to say, and pretty instantly, it was taking over my TikTok feed. Like, I was constantly, to avoid spoilers, I think this has been the biggest stressor of this show for me, is that it's been nearly impossible for me to avoid spoilers. Like, because... I was like, I want to be in the moment and enjoy it. I'm invested in this. I want the story to unfold for me as it is meant to unfold. So I really didn't want to get spoilers. And um, once I started watching the show, avoiding spoilers also became a full-time job yeah. in and of itself. So I feel like every every piece of media I consume has been algorithmically pointing me to it. Yeah, being like, finish the show, finish the show, finish. Because we love, well, I'll say I love EJ likes Love is Blind and stuff like that. I'm really interested in like the type of reality TV show like The Bachelor where marriage is like mandatory because it, it it's <laughs> so funny it's so because funny. I'm I just want to be like, you guys know that like no one's going to kill you if you're not married. They like act like if they're not getting married that they're going to be like stoned in the town square or something. And so I think that whole concept really fascinates me, especially when applied to queer people. Cause I'm like, I feel like queer people, especially marriage is not required. Yeah, it's like, what? So what's going on guys? Yeah. So it was a, uh, yeah. Mandatory watching for Rue to figure out. The- <laughs> Yeah, because I'm like, I just, I'm like, what kind of like mental illness do you need to have to go on this show? Is like how I feel. Like, oh, what they're all ill. Yeah. Oh my god. They're all mentally ill. That's how yeah. I feel about the mandatory marriage thing. Where like in at the beginning of the episode, where it's like, like one of them was talking, and they're like, either I leave here, we are stronger together. Mm-hmm. I leave here alone, or I leave here with someone else. Yeah. And I was with my roommate. And I was like, don't leave with someone else. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that. Don't leave with someone do else. Do not start a relationship. <laughs> do not do that. <laughs> That's so funny. You know, this is really interesting because as a gay man, 
I was not served any ads for this show. Fascinating. At all. But also, I am also like not um, a fan of reality TV generally either. So like that might be part of it too. Like I, the only reality TV I watch is Survivor. So uh, this was interesting. And I, I also wonder, because you're talking about how this maybe has like a more massive appeal than just a, a queer subgroup. Is that like, I think the ultimatum, the original one did have like pretty decent viewership, right? Mm-hmm. It, that did it well on its own, right? Yeah. And so I can see how people would naturally like, um, evolve from from watching that to watching season two. So yeah, I can too. But I also feel like a lot of there's one girl who I used to follow for all of her reality TV show takes, but then she blocked me, and it's complicated. <laughs> oh, 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 we had some political. Tell us the full story. Tell the it's full literally story. boring, but I'm like, I feel like I need her take on it because, or if she, do you need to know if she's watching it? Because I feel like that's the real litmus test. Yeah. But um, do you need me to find out? <laughs> no, I, EJ, EJ checks up on her for me. I don't follow her. Who just looks at you? Just look. I at know. Her. I need to see if she's do. I don't. But I haven't seen anything about the ultimatum so i kind of think it might be mostly it's a queer people i know i'm like it's a single straight man watching the ultimatum that you know like like, (laughs) i also feel like these shows in general like is a single straight man watching love is blind you know i guess yeah i don't know i don't i don't know what they're doing i don't know (laughs) what they're watching well what are they doing (laughs) (laughs) any single straight man out there and everyone else we invite you now to go watch the show and we We'll take our little break. <laughs> Bye. Queer, 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 queer. <laughs> At this point, we watch the queer ultimatum. Several sapphic couples arrive. Of all the couples, one has given an ultimatum to the other, saying that they must marry them or the relationship will end. The host, Joanna Garcia Swisher, explains how the rules will work. They are going to go through an experiment. Tonight is their last night as a couple. They will split up and have to flirt with each other and date to see who they think would be their other most compatible partner. They will then spend three weeks in a trial marriage with that person moving in together. Then, after the three weeks, they'll repeat the same process except with the person that they came with. At the end of the show, they will either end up married or broken up with, or they could even leave with someone else. The individuals go on speed dates and then later mingle at a bar over drinks. The episode ends before we find out who everyone has chosen as their partner. And we're back. Wow, so much going on. It is a uh, bit bonkers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Needless to say. <laughs> yeah, what was y'all's reaction when you watched the first episode? You're like, oh, I was right to start on this journey. I'm hooked. Or like, what was that? Yeah, I think I was just like really excited to see what happened. Immediately, I was like, wow, there's a lot of different personality types. Mm-hmm. Everybody's being themselves, mm-hmm. which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I can't wait to see what these guys get into. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. That I was like, um, I've never seen people who look like this on reality TV, mm-hmm. like especially like like Tiff and Mal, like just like really beautiful kind of lesbians. Yeah. Um, like mask lesbians. And um, also like already I was appreciating how sort of emotionally articulate everyone was mm-hmm. or is. I feel like that's something that this show really offers that other reality shows don't where I'm like, okay, you guys, like, I can tell a lot of you have been in therapy and like have a lot of good emotional vocabulary. Yeah. yeah I feel like, and and going off that, I feel like one of my strongest reactions too was that I, I think what I was nervous about with this show was feeling like I would watch it and then um, 
feel like it wasn't actually for me. Like they were catering towards a straight audience or pandering towards straight people. Mm -hmm. But honestly, I was like, no, this is definitely for queer people. Mm -hmm. Like this is definitely for dykes. Like I was like, this is how, this is so how we... talk you know yeah i mean obviously they're like a reality show version of that in some ways but like the way that people are talking about their relationships and the emotional stakes and all that Mm -hmm. i was like yeah absolutely (laughs) i really wish that the host was queer yeah that was i really wanted um you i really wanted fortune femester to be the host or someone (laughs) like if you know that comic she's like a really funny lesbian comic but like i I, I'm just like, why would you not have a queer host? Yeah. It was so random when one of the contestants was like, you're you. Are you queer? And she's like, no. And they're like, yeah. you're yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, you're <laughs> gorgeous. <laughs> what? And I'm like, wait, did they tell him to say that? It was so yeah. bizarre. It felt like very much a producer there- was like, at some point, just maybe mention, you got to mention that she's straight. Yeah. Um, We just got to get that out of the way. got to establish that up top. Up top, like... <laughs> everyone be really nice about it okay? everyone be so happy about it you actually want yeah. it yeah you prefer it she like comes out she's like now first things first I am not a homo yeah, yeah. <laughs> well and you can watch like I mean no spoilers but like no you can spoil it now we're past the spoiler free okay yeah. Yeah. like throughout the season it does it like genuinely feels like she's actively trying to not like have strong reactions to what they're saying like it's like <laughs> I mean it's just like when you're like around a straight person and you're saying something and they're like oh oh you know <laughs> like oh really like overcompensating like it's like so uncomfortable she doesn't know what's going on what they're talking about like <laughs> poor girl. she's like you're you're all gay right and you and you've been um you're sleeping in the same bed yeah <laughs> but wait how you look like a man what's yeah, going yeah. on here <laughs> <laughs> yeah crazy um something that frustrated me is that i mean i definitely am not like for the mandatory sharing of pronouns which i feel like a lot of people have sort of conflated with being progressive and i think people should share their pronouns if and how they want Mm -hmm. i wish that they had made some effort to like introduce people by their pronouns because i'm also finding like i like read somewhere that like tiff actually mostly uses they them pronouns and like aussie I think has a really complicated gender situation going on. And I'm like, not sure what pronouns Ozzy uses. And I just feel like that could have been um, just really useful. Yeah. Yeah, I I like wish I knew what people's pronouns were. And then, but then also sometimes like, like I've been, I, I, Xander is she, her. Okay. But uh, I always, I just, he, him, Xander all the time. I'm like, you look like that and you changed your name to Xander. What's going on? This is rude. You can't, but this, okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I don't know if you guys realized you invited the gender police on your podcast. <laughs> Um, but we will get to the bottom of it. Um, but no, it's I. I also feel like you know, which lesbians have been changing their names. No, you're so right. You're so right. But um, but yes, it wasn't easily like they Netflix or it's Netflix, it's right? Netflix. Netflix so could have so easily had like a little thing at the bottom of like even if someone like didn't want to share their pronouns, you know, just like you know, right? Like, I care so more you- about someone's pronouns than if they're like a dental hygienist, you know? Right, right, right. right. <laughs> it would be so easy in the intro for them to to do that, but. 
I can't tell if like the whole like not introducing pronouns I'm like is that for like the queer people who get it or is that for like the straight people who are like I don't want to hear pronouns like right. who, I, I know who is, I like think, that for yeah, I almost feel yeah. like it more likely was the latter and like yeah. I feel like that piece of it might have honestly been them trying to appeal to a more broad like demographic of like oh if people see the pronouns they're gonna you know turn it off yeah <laughs> that's gonna be what puts them over the edge like yeah which is so random because it's like okay you're looking at a mask lesbian already but like you know god mm. forbid it today them <laughs> yeah yeah it is interesting and if that was the reason for the decision i guess i hope it's working because it, it does i could see like someone watching this being like oh yeah lesbians and then like coming out learning a lot <laughs> yeah totally totally yeah it's true for real especially because like yeah especially in media we have such warped perceptions of what a lesbian is yeah you know? like it's like yeah like we were saying like you don't see butch lesbians on tv very mm-hmm. often and if you do, they're, like, the butt of jokes, honestly. So it is... Um, yeah, I feel like most, like, lesbian representation is, like, two femme bisexuals, like, running their fingers through each other's <laughs> hair. Which, there's nothing wrong with that. Love that. But it's, like, but, it's more know. than... It's, <laughs> I love to watch that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not against that. Look, that should be anywhere, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... It, we haven't done a lot of reality TV on this podcast yet, but one thing that I think that's really interesting about reality TV is that it's kind of hard to mess up representation-wise, totally, because you're using real people. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, that's probably one of the reasons Drag Race has such a huge, huge appeal on the gay community is that, like, you're showing actual gay people. And for a long time, that was, like, the first, like, really authentic representation we were having. So it is interesting to see um, y'all talk about kind of the other side of this. And, um, yeah, and I think Queer Eye also is, like, another really successful, like, gay male media that, again, is portraying real homosexuals. So it's, like, very easy to identify with that. Mm-hmm. And I, hopefully that makes a good stepping stone mm-hmm. for like more education to the wider community. And like we can go from having authentic unscripted stuff to authentic scripted stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think you're so right. I feel like 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 you're saying a really special piece of, you know, Drag Race and Ultimatum is like and Queer Eye is mm-hmm. you get to have um, queer people relating to each other as friends. Like you mm-hmm. get to see those relationships obviously with ultimatum like it is you know technically about marriage or whatever but so much of it is like you know intercommunity dialogue and how yeah. people actually talk to each other about stuff yeah which i feel like you know if you're someone who isn't around gay people or you don't know that many gay people i don't know you you're not gonna yeah see that kind that kind of representation of how we actually relate to each other yeah well i also think another like obvious have you guys seen the queer season of are you the one i was literally about to bring that up i crazy season it's I love a crazy, crazy. season it's and I awesome. feel like in terms of like representation of yeah. like our diverse community I feel like are you the one does such a better job like mm-hmm. I just feel like it's it's there's like I mean it's like about the queer community broadly or wait no what do they call it the sexually fluid community sexually fluid yeah I am not familiar so for our other listeners who aren't familiar please fill mm-hmm. me in what is what is this oh yeah Eric you want to take it? Okay, so Are You The One is, like, this reality show. Obviously, when it first started, it was, like, a very, like, heterosexual, like, show where it's, like, 20 people are in a house and there's, like, 10, like, scientifically paired
shared matches amongst these 20 people. It's like scientists put them all together and everyone has their perfect match. And <laughs> we don't know the what, the, is- what the formula is for the matches, but we know it's foolproof. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know where the scientists are from. Are yeah. they Harvard Med? We don't know. <laughs> but so basically it's like the whole show is them sort of all like kind of getting with each other, trying out different matches and seeing. And if they all get like their matches, then they get a pot of like $200,000 and they all have to split it, which is really not that much money. No, at all, not really that much money. <laughs> after, after taxes, those of them that pay out their reps, they're maybe getting $14,000 each. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> and so then um, season like six or seven, they decide to do a queer season. And so it's like 14 people. There's seven perfect matches, but it's like everyone's sexually fluid people of all different genders like oh wait everything. i have seen this oh my god i you- like watched the finale <laughs> when, when i was like drunk at an after party and it was it was like a weird surreal dream so i was like yeah. coming at, at the la- finale of a uh, reality tv show you don't know the premise of is like wild yeah yeah, yeah. But I feel like on that show, we get to see the characters have, like, a lot. Because it's, like, less they're... I mean, yes, ultimately, the goal is, like, monogamous pairings. But to get there, they're switching around as much as they can. So you get to... And then also, there's, like, a lot of, like, friendships that are built. Because they're all together in the same house versus people pairing off. And so you just get to see, like, a lot of, like, really cool and interesting and candid conversations about, like queerness and gender and like people comparing and contrasting their experiences and like Mm -hmm. there's like really interesting things that happen like there's like a black trans femme person who like talks a lot about how like they feel like they're like often the last pick and like the politics of desirability around like race and gender and I don't know I just feel like the ultimatum in terms of like having those conversations does not hold a candle to are you the one and i think it's like because ultimately i do think that they're trying harder to pander to like a straight audience Mm -hmm. and bring them in and like explain stuff and like start with one-on-one sometimes yeah that's interesting so good we'll review it and have y'all back because that's such a good (laughs) yeah i'm down Uh, in terms of bringing people in, um, or at least starting at 101, one thing that was interesting for me watching the pilot is, I mean, as a gay man, I often think of Pride as a time for like, all right, it's my time to be celebrated and studied <laughs> and understood. And so like watching this, I realized like this is something I haven't really watched a lot of before, like <laughs> lesbian dating and, and WLW and um, the word you used, which I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, do it, say it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was like, oh, this is this is cool. I feel like I'm getting to like kind of learn and or, or just kind of like think about stuff. Like, oh yeah, what I, I feel like in the gay world, you have a lot of like um, like the masculine men tend to get with the masculine men. Like that's more of a thing. Whereas mm-hmm. in this, it seemed like there was like d- definitely interest between like people who are ve- very feminine presenting and very masculine presenting. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. which is a dynamic I think I haven't witnessed as much in the gay world, um, mm-hmm. which is cool. And so just kind of like learning that, um, and yeah, getting a chance to like experience. I I have lesbian people in my life, but I'm usually not like 
interacting with them on a romantic context or like seeing or like talking about their dating life as much. And so like getting to witness that I think was was really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so interesting. I know we talked a lot about the like, um, you know, butch femme dynamics of the of the show because it really is. I mean, yeah, the, the, the word lesbian, the a beautiful thing about the lesbian community, the dyke community, whatever, is that it is there's so it's very diverse. There's mm-hmm. all kinds of people under the umbrella, which is awesome. Like, obviously, like, I'm a trans guy and, like, I still very much feel at home in, like, um, lesbian spaces. But it is, like, a really interesting thing. Like, we were watching it as, you know, a mask for mask couple. And we're, <laughs> we're like, there's nobody they're not going to show that on the yeah, show, you yeah. know, that that wasn't on the show and and you don't see that a lot. And, but like you're saying, like the, like the butch femme, you know, was, I, I mean, all representation is good. Right? I don't know what yeah. I'm trying to say. Like, I was like, that is cool to see. I still yeah. like to see that, especially like we were saying before how like most of what we see on TV is, is femme for femme or like two very feminine people. But, um, and like, they did have, sorry, they did have a date that happened between like two of the more mask presenting, um, cast yeah. members and they even discussed that like oh this is not yeah. something i usually go for but i'm like i'm kind of interested you know mm-hmm. i know we freaked out but then <laughs> but then spoiler they abandoned it completely yeah it never comes up again they never talk about it again. <laughs> Um, we were really hoping for that. We were like, oh, um, but no, but it did feel huge even to see that on TV, like genuinely those two people even discussing the idea of it. Yeah. Um, um you know, you take yeah. the crumbs you can get, but. Well, and that's wild that it's like 2023 and this is the first time you're seeing that. Like that's. Yeah. I know what I feel. Like we really talked about it a lot. Like we had a moment where I was like, we were like, wow, it, I don't think about that specific kind of representation that often mm-hmm. i don't know you know but like seeing it it was one of those moments where you're like oh yeah i am starved for this kind yeah. of representation yeah sounds you know. like y'all have a sitcom to write about y'all yeah. Yeah. literally we are i'm trying <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> city of dreams <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah well okay also something i want to bring up about the premise of the show is like if if ej wanted us to get married and i wasn't ready and then he brought me on a reality tv show mm, mm, mm. instant breakup yeah instant yeah. we wouldn't even get to the first day of filming i'd be like are you kidding me well and the it's- whole concept of an ultimatum is insane because it's like marriage should not be under duress no. you know yeah. no entire concept of- well this is how i feel about kind of reality shows largely is like I don't, I can't think about it literally. Mm -hmm. Like I can't think about what is literally happening because then I won't want to engage because it's ridiculous. Like it makes no sense. It makes no sense. I have to think about it more in terms of like, I think about it like astrology. I think about astrology, which Mm -hmm. is like, I'm totally fine. I love having conversations about astrology that like lead to other conversations about other bigger themes. Uh Like it's really interesting when I meet someone, they're like, oh, you know, I'm a cancer and then we can talk about, oh, do you feel, you know, emotions really strongly? That's yeah. interesting. What, you know, how have you noticed that in your life? And I feel like I do the same thing with reality shows because I don't it, like it is if I met someone and they were like, oh, my partner doesn't want to marry them, marry me. So I'm going to force them to by making them miserable, by putting them on a reality show. I would be like, OK, so <laughs> we need to leave this party. Right. And get you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's right. Oh, you sorry. Go. Okay. I was going to say, like, with that, I feel like that's such the grab of the show where it's just like, you, like, see it. It's like, oh, yeah, one partner gave the other an ultimatum. And everyone's like, what? Like, yeah. what yeah. 
And then, like, it's, like, especially, like, they first interviewed, I think, Xander and Vanessa. Mm-hmm. And, like, immediately, like, they, it was just so, like, Xander being, like, I want to get married now. And it was Vanessa being, like, I don't want that. And it's, like, yeah. why are you going on the show? Like, yeah, <laughs> like, you guys just need to break up right now and, like, no, not I spare know. yourself. Well, not only does Vanessa not want to get married right now, she's saying she never wants to get married. <laughs> yeah, literally. And I'm like, that's allowed. Like, yeah. you're allowed to not want to get married. And then also, if, like, you're in a long-term partnership and that's a necessary progression and your partner is insisting that they don't want to get married or even have kids, yeah, that's those are deal breakers, you yeah. know? That's kind yeah, of like a mama. Yeah. <laughs> but going on a reality show will make it better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If other people see, they'll see what we're sort of seeing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, let's get more eyes on this situation. <laughs> get the microscope. Let's look. <laughs> yeah. Xander Z- saying I care more about my kids than you <laughs> or like <laughs> anything. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Strong start. Crazy escalation. Yeah. It, it is interesting to see like the different dynamics of like what led them to the ultimatum because it is there is some diversity in those stories of like mm-hmm. ones like I do want to marry you, but I want to wait a little longer or I'm just nervous or like mm-hmm. there was even one where they were like, I feel too nervous to propose and I'm hoping this exercise will give me the courage. I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of cute. Mm. That's, so, that's a lot to get courage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the couple where it was it was Mal and who? Yoli. Yoli. Okay, that dynamic interested me so much and my roommate was watching the episode with me because she like loves the show and she was like Mal the most well-adjusted person on this entire show because it was like Mal like was talking about Yoli and was like I feel as though Yoli like Yoli falls in love with wherever she waters the grass like Mm -hmm. she like no matter where she spends her time she's gonna fall in love with that person and that really scares me and it was such an interesting take on like a dynamic between two people yeah and I was so enamored with that couple specifically and like wanted to know more about them yeah Yeah. they're really interesting yeah they are really really interesting (laughs) we think Mal by far we're like Mal is 10 times hotter than everyone else on the show it was kind of like a degree that was like come on like you should have let her on the show because now we're seeing how mid these bitches yeah (laughs) (laughs) actually though mal was so hot no it's so it's it's truly um yeah a bizarre thing okay i also i'm trying to remember the first episode how do you guys feel about vanessa at this point what's your take on vanessa that's the one with i think vanessa is just for me personally i was like vanessa is caught up with someone like vanessa was this xander's first like queer anything and now she's sort of like trapped in this relationship with them in the sense of like vanessa's trying to tell him like you need to go and have other experiences other people i can't Mm -hmm. be your only one Mm -hmm. and also like i think vanessa's like it's very unattractive that like you haven't like had all these other experiences you don't know Mm -hmm. sort of anything at all Mm -hmm. and so i think like And I, I think Vanessa is just like, I want to have other experiences. And so like yeah. that couple so specifically, I'm like, why are you on this show? Clearly you yeah. two should just break up. Yeah. Yeah. From I know from the get go with them, it was like, what? Like, obviously you both need to have more experiences and you want them. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. that's, I feel really that way about Lexi because she is 24 years old. Yeah. And I'm like, why are you, I just don't understand. Like, I feel like it's to get married. You probably want to get a good five, six, seven years in with a person. I mean, not that it's like, that's like a hard and fast rule. And there's like other circumstances, but especially, or like Mildred and Tiff have been together for 18 months. 
Like no, Mildred and Tiff. Oh, really? Yeah, like, they were together for a year and a half. I'm I thought sure. Aussie. And That's why I also wrote down a year and eleven months, which I think was the lesbian Latina. Yeah, <laughs> yeah lesbian, lesbian Latina. Latina. <laughs> which was so funny <laughs> those two are both separately so funny i won't i don't want to it gets pretty like disturbing between yeah, them at the upsetting. end of it and pretty upsetting oh. um and like ultimately it's it's like a mutual abuse situation i would say uh, not, oh not fun to watch yeah and they show honestly more of it than i feel like but wait are, has it happened in this episode this episode where tiff and mildred are like hooking up in bed and they show it and, and like fun. literally I'm like, I was like, okay, they're porn stars. Whoa. Like, I keep having to, always with reality shows, but like, especially when they show like sexy stuff, I'm like, there are cameras in the room. You know, like, I'm just like, my <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> Well, in, Some later, like that. in the show, they have like, there's a few times where they have like night vision cameras that are clearly like in the corner of yeah, the room yeah. filming them in bed. Yes, and yes. they're like showing like them having sex to a degree that is like uncomfortable for me to watch. Yeah. And like, yeah. I'm like, were they able to consent to like this specific cut? You're like yeah. having like people be like, oh yeah, that feels so good. And like <laughs> moaning and stuff. And I'm like, Oh my god, why are you guys showing this? It's private. Yeah, it feels very intense. Yeah. Do you guys remember on Are You the One where the room where they have sex, the boom boom room? <laughs> the boom boom room. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, we're running out of time, so I want to go over a couple things here. One, I wanted to um, talk about kind of... We've already talked about how this is kind of like hard to mess up in terms of the representation of the actual um, cast members because they're real people. Uh, but there still is a lot of freedom in kind of what y'all are talking about already, like what is shown, the way the show is set up, who they cast. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's kind of the... Usually we discuss the writing. Um, with a show like this, there's maybe the other aspects we can do dive into but uh i can first talk briefly about who i know that's behind this um one is chris colin if i'm saying their last name correctly um who has done uh love is blind and other reality tv shows and then the uh producer is listed as kinetic content both of these people um there's you can find articles but they're like in terms of just like them in general there's not as much content um like there's not a wikipedia page for uh chris and there's um kinetic content like the information seems a little sparse too but i don't know how many lesbians um were involved in the or queer people in general were involved in the making of this um to me as i said i still felt like i and it sounds like from talking to y'all i still felt like there was a lot of authenticity to what we saw mm -hmm. um but yeah i wanted to ask y'all how do you think that those aspects were handled in this show I mean, definitely, I wish that there was, like, more than one Black person. But, you know, it's like, I mean, with nothing, people aren't like Noah's Ark. And it's not like there's going to be two of everyone in every show. So I'm like, okay, beyond, I can, like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, we'll see if they do another season. Like, you get a couple tries and we'll see how it goes. But I feel like besides, like, representation of, like, Black people, it was, like, pretty racially diverse. Um 
And yeah, I mean, I feel like the type of lesbian that would go on this show is a really small, specific subgroup. Yeah. So I think inherently, like, no one, none of our friends would go on this show. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. no one we know would ever go on this show. So, yeah. But I also so think, like, picking from a small pool. Yeah. And they're just, like, also so marriage focused, which is, again, really different from the queer community we're a part of. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's, like, inherently a self selecting group i like i really i i do like um i mean i love love is blind and i think there's like a lot it's really interesting to watch like people communicate and their relationships unfold i like how they kept the the signature love is blind opaque you cups ultimate yeah yeah i know but the the opaque cups are the love is blind thing oh. where you can't see so they can edit it's and you guys know that so they can edit it however they want and you can't figure out how full the glass is they make all the yeah yeah like they like they were like we're chopping and screwing these shows so much like, we can't have them have real glasses <laughs> that's crazy oh that's what you mean like when they're drinking anything the glasses are opaque so that yeah. they yeah. can like <laughs> and like pretty much every reality show like they do that on the bachelor too I yeah think, they're yeah. it's like now a norm and i feel like we've accepted as viewers that there is a huge degree of like fiction and exaggeration and manipulation that happens and like i think they're not even like pretending anymore mm-hmm. really which i think is ultimately a good thing because i think it's like when reality tv first came out Everyone was like, wait, it's real. Ality. It's real. Yeah. And now I feel like people are like, <clears throat> understand more. I don't know. You I don't think, think I think honestly, and maybe I'll sound like uh whatever, annoying saying this, but I think that we, because we like live and work in the industry, like think about that more. But I feel like a lot of people don't I think a lot of people take it at face value. Yeah. The reality shows, you know, mm-hmm. like depending. I've but- I've done it, it's interesting because I think it depends on the producers, but if they are using opaque cops that is a sign that like all right how much is this stuff being chopped i've done a little bit of like pseudo reality tv with doing um cut here in seattle which is kind of like reality ish um Mm -hmm. or it is reality but it's like similar to reality tv and i'm surprised at like how authentic the final cut ends up being i'm like oh Hmm. so i think if you do have the right cast and are asking the right questions i will say you can kind of see the directing in this sometimes it was like all right they were clearly told to talk about marriage in this scene and that's what they're doing now like Mm -hmm. totally yeah it definitely depends on the on the show yeah but y'all felt like overall it seemed authentic in terms of like the representation i would say the most authentic thing about it is and you guys haven't gotten to this point how the amount of dogs people have like (laughs) basically there's like four dogs on the show and like people are talking about the dogs. there's like a really funny thing that happens yeah where tiff there's conflict the person who tiff pairs up doesn't want tiff's dog in the bed and tiff like flips out yeah like tiff is like if you don't fuck with my dog you don't fuck with me (laughs) and like the person who tiff is paired with is like no i really like dogs i don't want your enormous husky sleeping in the bed with us reasonable old husky yeah old and elderly husky and you ever smelled an old dog's breath seen their teeth you want i don't want that in my bed Mm -mm. you'll fuck with dogs that's so good that is so funny. Well, y'all, uh, unfortunately, have uh, t- a meeting to get to. So, unfortunately, we had to wrap this up. But I have enjoyed mm. talking with y'all so much. Thank you so much, EJ. Thank you so much, Rue. Um, any last inspiring words you want to say to the fans of Rainbow Room? Keep being yourselves. Everybody else is already taken. Whoa. <laughs>
I would, say you, I would say you don't have to get married and you shouldn't uh, force, try and force your partner to. Yeah. Yeah. Put the guns away. Just have yeah, a conversation. Put the guns put away. The guns down. And on that lovely note, uh, thank you so much, everyone. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Thank you, Eugene Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much. That's all for this week. If you like the podcast, the best way you can support us is by recommending us to others. You can also subscribe to us and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube by searching Rainbow Room Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at at Rainbow Room Podcast and Twitter at at Rainbow underscore Room underscore. Thanks for listening. See you next week.